welcome to the Money Mindset Podcast, where you will find the inspiration and motivation you need to manage your money better so you can stress less and live the life you want. It's Ashley with Budgets Made Easy and the Money Mindset Podcast. Today, we have Danielle here to talk about travel hacking. She is the host of the Thought Card podcast, an affordable luxury travel and personal finance podcast, empowering financial savvy travelers to travel more and build wealth. She is also the author of several travel and personal finance books, including affording travel and traveling with a full-time job. So today we are going to talk about travel hacking and how to make the most of the spending you're already doing so that you can really add to the experience of your traveling, even, you know, when you're on a budget so you can save money and live the life you really want to live. That's what we're all about here is uh, living the life that you want to live, not the one that you have to live to just pay the bills, right? So if you are just getting started and you're not sure how to manage your budget and do all the things so that you can travel and enjoy your life, don't forget you can get started with the free budgeting workshop where I teach you how to create a budget that you can actually stick to. Check that out at budgetsmadeeasy.com slash workshop. So let's dive in and get started. Hi, Danielle. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me, Ashley. Can't wait to chat. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you about travel hacking and saving money while you're traveling because... I am not that person. <laughs> when I think about having a bunch of credit cards and trying to remember what points are on what, just so I can save some money, uh, it's really too much work for me. So, you know, I don't know how much you know about me, but I am not an extremely frugal person. Like I'm not doing extreme couponing, any of that kind of stuff. So when people say travel hacking to me, it's like, I just kind of shut down a little bit because it, it feels like too much work. So I want to get some, you know, simple ideas and tips and strategies to save money while traveling because it's, you know, at the time of this recording, summer is right around the corner and I know we are all ready to uh, get out of the house and start traveling and the prices are insane. So, you know, trying to find a hotel or an Airbnb or a VRBO, it's like, so expensive right now and you know any way we can save a little money with some planning for our vacations is uh what i need to hear right now because i've got to get out of the house too like i am ready to travel so can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and you know how you got started with this travel hacking or saving money while traveling Sounds great. So my name is Danielle Desire Corbett, and I started traveling extensively in 2014 after my first trip to Paris as an adult. Now that sounds amazing, but it took a really long time to actually get to that point. Uh, when I was growing up as a child, I really didn't travel often. It was primarily to Haiti, where my family's from. Um, I know a lot of people do that. Like well, in the summer times, they go to their family houses mm -hmm. and that's about it. They spend their summers in their family homes. Um, however, when I wanted to start traveling, money was an object. Like it, it was an obstacle that I, I was fighting against, as I know a lot of folks do. 
And I was trying to find creative ways to stretch my budget so that I can afford to travel, even if it was like once a year. And having a blog actually really helped. So I started my blog in 2015, right around the time I started my first trip, because I was really inundated with like trying to pay off my debt. I wanted to purchase a home and do all these things. And really staying organized was primarily how I got started. But being creative is what it means to be a financially savvy traveler. Um, So in terms of financial savvy travel, I'm really passionate about making sure our funds go to what we value and spend. And travel hacking is important for me, at least because of the fact that I can use the credit card points and miles to extend my travels, to travel further, to do things that my finances probably cannot handle and, or to be able to gift, to gift uh, travel opportunities to like my family and friends. So I found that travel hacking has really helped me to bridge the gap where my finances kind of like are a bit short. Um, so in a, in a roundabout way, that's kind of my story. Like I started traveling in a young age, but back to my family home, um, in 2015, I booked my first trip to Paris and I got bit with a travel bug, really passionate about like, how do I make it work? How do I make travel financial part of my life? Even though I have other things competing and credit card points and miles has been one of the ways to bridge that gap. And it's something that, I've continued to grow and evolve over time. And I definitely don't want to be overwhelmed either because I know how overwhelming it could be to think about all the things when it comes to travel hacking, but it can be simple and it could be enjoyable um, as well. So how does somebody like me get started with quote unquote travel hacking? Like I have one credit card that gets points, you know, on Amazon. Like I don't even choose travel like I don't even have a travel points credit card. So how would we get started with this? Yes. I think the simplest thing to consider is number one, what are the categories of spending that you prioritize and do the most of? So a lot of people will have spending in categories like restaurants and dining out gas, mm-hmm. for example, groceries, for example, these are like the most common spending categories. So I would say to search for a card that offers the maximum points and miles for the spending categories that you prioritize in your life. And a lot of times that could be one card or a few cards, Uh, but at, at least the minimum we're looking for two points to five points per dollar spend on the categories that you are really focusing in on, if either that's groceries or gas or dining out in restaurants. So I would say that's the easiest thing to do. Um, the second consideration could be if you want to focus on a particular hotel credit card or a particular airline credit card versus a more generic card that just offers you blanket points and miles that you can then convert and like, you know, put in transfer in different places. I feel like those are maybe the best because you have the most flexibility and you could spend it in different categories versus if I have a capital capital one credit card, I can have those points and I could transfer them to all these different places versus a Delta credit card. I'm only going to be earning points and miles for Delta flights. How about other, your hotel stays? How about other activities? Right. So I think it's easier to get a card that 
just offers blanket points and miles. That's not a particular branded card. So then you have more flexibility overall. And do you know how I've always been curious how airline miles work? Like for people that travel a lot, if they're not using, because what it sounds like from the little bit that I know about it, like it's not necessarily tied to a credit card, but it's tied to like you as a person. Do you know anything about that? <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) sure. So for example, I have a JetBlue credit card and that JetBlue credit card is actually tied to my personal JetBlue account where even if I'm not, even if I like I'm traveling just on a JetBlue flight, I'll earn JetBlue points, right? The mosaic points. So pretty much the credit card, whatever I spend, it adds to that already small pile of funds that I have with JetBlue. So that's what a a branded credit card for like a flights or hotels that you'll earn, you earn points that go towards your flight account or your hotel account. And a lot of times these branded credit cards, they offer you additional points and miles for flying and using their service. So if you have a Hilton honors card, you'll probably get six, seven, eight, nine, ten times the points and miles uh, because you're using that card on the Hilton stay versus a random card on the Hilton stay. So they do incentivize you with their branded credit cards as well. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I have a couple rewards accounts with a couple hotels that we usually stay at, but I never get anything. Like I don't travel enough, I guess, to like make it worth it. And I don't use like their company credit card to add to that. So I'll have to keep that in mind if I uh, ever decide to like travel. I don't really like airplanes, so I don't travel that much. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. So, but I would like to, I got to get over this fear. So, um, all right. So I love the idea of prioritizing and looking at the categories based on your own spending and where you can kind of maximize those points. Now, do you recommend or do you, um, I have heard of people doing this. I don't personally do this just because it sounds like I have, cause I'd have to like take the extra step to set it up, <laughs> but like they pay all their regular bills on a credit card, like their mortgage and like everything just for the points. I mean, it's something you're going to have to pay anyway. I just haven't taken that step, but you know, is that something that you would recommend? Cause I mean, shoot your mortgage, all your regular bills like that adds up. If you can pay it with a credit card, I don't know if you can pay everything with a credit card, but you know, that can add up as well. Yes. This is something that I highly recommend to do is to treat your credit card like you would a debit card. So this allows you to, every time you swipe, yes, I'm earning points and miles towards my travel or just having regular cash back. But on the back end, I'm making sure I'm paying off that credit card as soon as the charge is made and or a few days later um, so that it's not accumulating. And at the end of the month, you're like, oh my gosh, I have this Mm -hmm. huge bill that doesn't match my bank account. Yeah. So I think treating your credit card spending like a debit card with the added perks of points and miles is like a great mindset shift. Um, but it requires being on top of it. It requires making sure that you're keeping an eye out and making those payments. Uh, another reminder is that, you know, you can make one payment for your credit card per month, or you can make, you know, a few, several, So what I like to do is I like to, okay, after let's say a day out at the groceries and target, I come back home, I make sure everything looks good. And I just send off that payment. 
um, so that I don't have to necessarily worry about a huge bill at the end of the month. Um, and I'm also getting those points and miles as well. Awesome. Now, what is your favorite, um, maybe point system credit card? Do you have a favorite that you use? Cause I mean, personally, I don't want to have like 30 different cards, you know, one for each hotel and airline and like all the things. Right. So, um, you know, like to just get started, do you have a favorite one? That you like? Yes. Yes. I actually have two favorites. So I really like capital ones, credit cards. Um, I have the capital one venture card and that offers a flat two points per my, uh, two per points per dollar spent. So if I don't have to think about like, Oh, how much am I going to earn? It's I already know that I'm maximizing most categories there. And it's very easy to use when it comes to the redemption. So I can use that for, uh, actually like to get cash back in, you know, in terms of cash or I could even like erase charges, uh, erase travel charges on my credit cards. Let's say I go on an Airbnb and I spend $20 and I have $20 in Capital One rewards. Boom, it's a wash there. So that's really, really nice. It's simple. I really like Capital One because it's simple. Um, another set of cards to consider would be your Chase cards. So Chase, they usually have stringent, stringent uh, requirements in terms of getting those cards. However, they are known, they're like the gold standard in the industry for having like the best reward system. So I would say, look at the Chase cards as well. They're easy to use. They're a bank card that you can transfer off. And, and depending on which card you get, they do have like maximizing categories, um, which are easy to use. So I would say Capital One and Chase have been my favorites so far. Now, do they have those cards specifically that you're talking about? Do they have annual fees or is it no annual fee? Do you know? Now, that's a great question. That's a great question. So the Capital One uh, Venture card that I have, I believe has a $99 annual fee, but I also have like the Chase uh, Freedom, um, some of those variety of cards that don't have an annual fee. So this is a really big, important consideration because there are plenty of cards out there that do not have an annual fee that offer great perks. So don't feel pressured that you have to get a card that has a fee uh, because you may be very happy with a card that has no fee um, and you don't have to you know, worry about making extra, having an extra expense um, at the end of the year. So I do like to have a mix of no fee credit cards and fee credit cards, but the fee credit cards have to make sense for me. Like at the end of the year, what I'm going to get out of this card, is that going to be above $100? above $400, that's a question mark, right? Do I want to part ways with all this, you know, all this money as well? So I would definitely, definitely consider no fee credit cards before fee credit cards, especially as a beginner. Now, do you know with these cards, are there perks for like traveler's insurance and things like that? Yes, some of these cards do, but every card is different. So it's really important when you're doing your research to see, okay, what does this card offer in terms of not only points and miles, but the additional perks. Maybe they offer, like you said, car rental insurance. They may offer some protections. Maybe they may offer some flight insurance or luggage, baggage insurance, all these different assets. So really making sure that whatever this card is offering aligns with what you value and what you're most likely going to need and take advantage of. Um, but every card is different. So we'll definitely read the fine print for sure. 
Now, whenever you are traveling, um, especially out of the country, because I've never actually traveled out of the country, uh, are you able to use these cards like just like you do in the U.S.? Yes, it depends on the destination that you're traveling to in the country and if they prioritize plastic or not. Uh, but for a lot of countries that I've visited in Europe, you can use your credit card no problem. There are places I've been to where they don't even accept American plastic, like in China, we had to just bring cash with us. Um, so before you go on your trip, make sure you're looking to see, okay, do they typically accept American cards? And if so, is it like a Visa, MasterCard? Is it American Express? A lot of international destinations actually do not accept American Express. So that's definitely something uh, to consider because every country is different. But for the majority, I would say majority, yes, they do accept American plastic. With that being said, when you are traveling abroad, we have to be mindful of the foreign exchange, foreign fees that come with that. So when you are picking a credit card, make sure that it does not have foreign transaction fees so that every time you're making a charge, you're not getting an additional fee on top of that. I've made that mistake where I went on to like a European holiday and I took the wrong credit card that, you know, had a fee attached to it for every transaction. And the bill was like, whoa, like, okay, I made these charges, but then American Express is charging me extra for these. So I'm always looking out for no fee, no foreign transaction fees, because that will save you the most money. And there are plenty, they are plentiful out there. Yeah, I've got to find one for my business because even though I haven't traveled out of the country, I have several um, services that they are out of the country. And I did not know this in my business credit card. I get dinged with, I mean, one was like $45 in a tran just foreign transaction fee. So um, that's something I've got to do as well um, is find a new credit card for my business because that's not not helpful not fun. at all it's yes not, especially if you're traveling and you're using it over and over and over like yes that would not be great <laughs> so uh do you have any systems or tips for like tracking all of this stuff because you know i'm not gonna remember what card has what rewards or anything like that do you have a system or anything Yes, I do have a system for tracking. So I actually have two systems. One of them is uh, on my phone and another one is an app that I recommend and use. So the easiest thing to do for my phone is in my notes app on my iPhone, I just put down the spending categories that attaches to which credit cards. Mm -hmm. So let's say for example, groceries, I may have a card that offers five times cash back and another card that offers two times cash back. I want to make sure at checkout, I'm just going to check on my notes app and I'm going to see, oh, okay, this card has five times. So I'm going to use that card versus another card. So just having simple notes on my phone has been really, really helpful, especially if you don't have a lot of cards, that can be just an easy way to go. However, as you build your credit card portfolio, you may now start to get overwhelmed. And a lot of these credit cards, they have a lot of shifting bonus categories and all this extra stuff that they add. So I would recommend an app called Card Pointers app. And this app will help you to determine which credit card to use for whatever spending category 
you are looking for all automatically in. So once you get the app, you'll just tell them which credit cards you have. And there's a page where you can just kind of scroll through and see, oh, groceries, use this card, you know, uh, movie theaters, use this card. So if you're looking for something that's more automated, an app could be really, really helpful, but pen and paper or just having some notes on your phone can be really helpful to maximize your spending category. That to me is like the fundamental for me is like, I want to maximize what I'm earning. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I don't necessarily do like a lot of online shopping. So I'm not going to go to these shopping portals and like do all this like manufactured spending. For me, it's just so much simpler to just use the right card at checkout. And that just takes a couple seconds, just looking at my phone, looking at the app, looking at my notes, and I could pick the right card to use. That's great. So when, with these cards as well, do any of them, because I think some of them do, but I haven't like looked into too much, which is why I have you here. Uh, do they have like special um, offers and events and things to take a vacation as well? Like, because I know like Chase, I think has like concerts and other things that you can get like a discount on. Is there anything like that for the traveling as well? Yes, there are. Um, Again, it depends on the card that you have and what kind of travel portal that that card has and is attached to. Uh, But there are plenty of cards that even if you don't necessarily want to travel, but you let's say like some of the chase cards are great for concerts or dining experiences or things to do around the town, like they're available. But again, I think it depends on the card. So just do your research a bit before, before applying and make sure that you're, you're happy with whatever they're offering. Yeah. I always forget to even look like I don't even think about it. So can, if you don't mind sharing, like how much money do you think you have saved by taking this little extra effort to be intentional with your points so that you can travel more? You know, that's a great question. And I would actually quantify it by like the things I've been able to do with that. Because if I tell you, well, I've saved $200. Okay. But what does that really mean in terms of travel? Right? So for example, last year, we were able to extend our Disney vacation by three additional days because of the points and miles that I had accumulated uh, to get uh, extra these extra hotel days. So that to me was tangible. Like I could awesome. stay in Disney. I could stay here in Orlando for three additional days. Um, with some of my other credit card offers, I've had like just hey, babe, let's go and spend a night out in the city and we don't have to come home. We could just get a hotel. So I have had like free hotel stays. Um, I've had free flights for both me and my partner. So I think what's important when it comes to thinking about credit cards and points and miles is like, what do I want to do when it comes to travel and how can these credit cards help me bridge the gap, right? Because that additional three nights stay at Disney could have cost me maybe a thousand dollars for three nights, right? But by just using the right credit card for every transaction throughout the year, I was able to have this goal accomplished of like extending my trip. Um, So, and I'm always super excited because I'm always like comparing myself to other people in the flight. I'm like, babe, we got this fight for $5 (laughs) compared to these other people who probably spent hundreds or maybe a thousand dollars. Um, so 
so yeah, I just like to think of what can I, what does this actually mean in my life, right? These huge balances or these credit card balances with these points and miles is kind of like artificial until you apply it to your real life and it actually becomes something that you really want to spend it on. That's great. Thank you so much for sharing all these tips and pointers because I had no idea. Uh, where can people find more about you if they want to learn more about travel hacking and saving money while traveling? Yes, absolutely. So you can head over to my own personal podcast called the Thought Card Podcast, where we talk about personal finance and affordable luxury travel. I have actually two episodes that I think would be really interesting, like a next step after this one. Um, the mistakes I've made when it comes to credit card travel hacking, I have an episode all on that, which was uh, kind of embarrassing, but I think it's important. Let's talk about the mistakes, we right? We learn from our mistakes. We learn from <laughs> our mistakes. We our successes for sure. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I also have another uh, episode where I talked about, okay, how about if you're not traveling right now and you still want to earn points and miles, how to do that. So I think those would be really great episodes. So episode 93 and episode 94, would be great follow-ups for this one and um, follow me on social. I'm at the Danielle Desir on Instagram and at the thought card on Twitter. So I'd love to connect with you and tell me your aha moments from the episode. Awesome. Thank you so much. Now I do always ask people at the end, uh, if they have a favorite nonfiction book to just help us grow and learn in our lives, do you have a uh, recommendation? I absolutely do. So I am in the process of reading We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Rogers. I'm listening to the audiobook right now. And I just really enjoy the powerful financial reframes that Rachel offers to help us to build wealth in our lives and even generational wealth for our families. So I love powerful books like that. And it's it's a fun, fun, fun read. Yeah, I've heard good things about it. I just recently heard about that book. I hadn't heard of that one before. So it's on my list. I have a long list, as you can imagine. Yes, me too, me too. And I love audiobooks like uh, like you as well, because, you know, as moms, we don't have time to sit and read an actual book, but we can listen while we're doing other things. So Absolutely. I love audio, which is why I love podcasts too. Um, but thank you so much for being with us today and sharing your tips and tricks for traveling and saving money so that we can all just get out of the house here soon. I hope. Get out and enjoy. Yes, yes, yes. enjoy Summer life. Summer is exactly. here. So uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much to Danielle for being with us today. Don't forget, if you loved this episode, go check her out and, you know, leave us a five-star review. I would appreciate it so, so much. And I will talk to you guys next week.